my sweet, beautiful angels. It is your fitness mommy and personal trainer, Liz King, back with another episode on Made For Me Fitness. First of all, please go ahead and leave a five-star review and some love for this podcast. Whatever you can do to help, I am deeply grateful for. Thank you so much to all of you who have left such stunning reviews. I literally cry every time I read them. Um, So I really appreciate it. Spring is here. Spring has sprung. Spring is sprung in. It's spring in. It's here, which means summer is coming. In fact, it's only two months away, which means what, besties? I'll tell you what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean that we are going to start working out really hard and dieting in order to lose fat, lose weight, or get toned in only two or three months. It doesn't mean that we have to beat ourselves up for waiting until last minute or not starting sooner or not being more consistent. It doesn't mean that we have to feel ashamed or insecure about our bodies being more exposed in the warmer weather. So, All of that stress and expectation and social pressure that you feel right now, I want you to let it all go. Breathe in and breathe it all out, okay? Let it go. We are letting go of all of these expectations we have of ourselves and our bodies because it is not worth it. Ugh, feels so much better, right? Because this is the time of year when everybody feels the most pressure to get fit. Whether it's to feel confident in a bikini or maybe you're going to be in a wedding or something and you got to start wearing shorts and t-shirts again because it's hot out, whatever it is. And all of what that does is create this sense of urgency. And with urgency comes extremes. And giving into the temptation of doing an extreme or unsustainable diet plan or workout plan is the worst thing you can do to yourself. It places so much stress on your mind and body. It ruins your relationship with fitness and food. And even if you do stick to it long enough to see results, those results don't last as soon as you try to actually go out and enjoy your summer and have a couple of drinky poos on the weekend or go on vacation or out with friends or have a beach day, which then keeps you in that all or nothing cycle for as long as you let it. And until you start implementing more sustainable and manageable techniques to get results and keep them, you're going to be you're going to be stuck in that cycle. So whenever you start to feel that sense of urgency arising for the warmer weather, it's probably going to happen every year. So as soon as you start feeling that, I want you to take a deep breath and say to yourself, it takes as long as it needs to take. Because the second you start fighting with your body and trying to stress her out and speed her through a process that takes a really fucking long time, she's not going to do what you want her to do. She's not. And besties, the fitness industry, ooh, it loves it. It loves the spring-summer rush. It's like, how can we make people feel as insecure as fuck so that we can sell lots of things to them to make them try to change their bodies because they haven't been working on it for the past three years. It loves it. 
everything you see on social media, everything that you see in magazines, everything is about summer body this, bikini body this and that and all of that. And it's tiring. It's going to happen to you every single year until you take a step back and actually start building sustainable habits and getting into a workout routine that you actually enjoy and one that is full of enjoyment and balance so that you can still have a fun summer and feel good and enjoy your body and whatever results you get without feeling like you have to overdo it in order to maintain something that's impossible and unmaintainable. So this is why we are going to do a little spring reset, a little spring cleaning, if you will, so that you can stay focused and consistent with your fitness goals without falling into the trap. I'm going to give you five main key habits that you're going to challenge yourself to do for the next three months, and we are going to do it, and we are going to have a kick-ass summer. Let's get into it. The very first and arguably most important thing that you are going to need is a plan. I know I say this a billion times, besties. I'm sorry, but bear with me. Just listen, please. But I cannot stress it enough because in order for any of this to work, you have to have a plan. You can make this plan on your own if you're confident in what you're doing, or you can hire someone like me to make one for you and help you through it if you really aren't sure what to do. However you do it, I don't care. But you need to have some sort of plan and idea of how you're going to get to your goal effectively. When it comes to workouts, you can't just be showing up to the gym willy-nilly and do a bunch of random exercises or follow a random workout that you find online for months and expect a specific result. When it comes to food, you can't just be underfueling your body because you think that you have to be in a calorie deficit or counting calories or follow a fad diet because you feel like it's easier to understand and there's a craze around it and everybody's saying, do this, do that. You can't just be doing these things randomly if you're expecting a specific result. Fitness can be frustrating for so many reasons, but I can say that the majority of the frustration comes from not having a plan and not understanding what to do or why you're doing it, and simply just never seeing results because you're doing the wrong shit. And what's going to happen if you're trying to motivate yourself to go to the gym and do a workout that you don't even know is going to work, or going to be an effective next step in your training routine so that you can get results, you're not going to do it. You're not going to continue to show up if you're doing something that you don't even know is going to work or not. Why would you do it? Why would you show up to the gym and spend hours of your day doing hard exercises for no reason? Obviously, in terms of health and for the enjoyment of movement, any workout is a good workout, okay? Don't get me wrong, besties. I encourage all and any types of movement. But if you are eventually expecting some kind of result or changes in your body from exercising, Your workouts have to make sense and they have to build off of one another in order to be effective. Not having a plan is like spending hours every day for months studying for the wrong test. Even though you're putting in that hard work, it's not the right work in order to pass that test. In the end, it doesn't matter. If you don't do well on the test, you can't be upset because you didn't take the time to learn or figure out 
what you actually needed to study and practice to be able to pass this specific test. So think of your results as a test. If you are studying the wrong things because you don't know what to study, you're not going to pass that test. You will see other benefits from it. I'm sure you'll get smarter or in workout terms, you're going to get stronger and healthier and all that just through movement. But I'm just saying if you have any specific result, which means getting toned, leaning out, building muscle, losing weight, losing fat, those are considered specific goals or building a butt, whatever. Those are all considered specific goals. So you want to make sure that you are doing the right exercises and the right things in order to actually get there. If you want to do it on your own, take the time to learn what you would need to create an effective plan. Or you can invest in somebody that can help you so that you don't have to question every workout you do. Eliminating that, what the fuck am I supposed to be doing? I feel so lost. I don't know what to do hurdle is crucial, Vesties. Your life, your energy, everything feels so much better. Your workouts feel better. Your mentality is so much better if you just have a plan. And it is the key to staying consistent long term. I swear to you, this is why I keep trying to push it down your throats <laughs> because. I just want you to succeed and I don't want people to be spending tons of time and being frustrated that things aren't working for them when it's this one step. It may not be entirely simple. If you're doing it on your own, it's going to take a little bit of time. But this one step of learning how to create an effective plan for yourself is going to eliminate all of that, all of that questioning, all of that uncertainty, all of that shit that is making it hard for you to continue showing up to the gym. So if you want to treat this spring reset as a three-month challenge, you have to, your first line of order is that you have to have a manageable workout plan that is relative to your goals so that every week and every day that you are planning to go into the gym to work out, you know exactly what to do and why the hell you're doing it. Your goal will determine how many times per week that is, what you need to do for strength training, how many times a week you need to do cardio and all that, right? Every goal is different. So it's going to require different, um, like different splits and different systems to be in place and different habits to be built in order to achieve that goal. Okay. We are no longer doing things blindly and hoping for the best. That is what I want out of our spring reset. All right. Second thing on our list that we are doing is being nutritionally responsible. We are not cutting carbs. We are not doing intermittent fasting. We're not doing keto. We are not even counting calories. None of that. You are going to spend the next three months learning how to fuel your body, eating more intuitively, and paying attention to how food makes you feel. Yes, I know that there are benefits to fasting and things like that. We're not going to get into that right now. I don't think that any of the diets that I listed above should be used to control your weight or yield any type of fitness result, okay? Regardless of their health benefits or downsides, okay? None of them are sustainable long-term, nor should they be a quick fix to getting the body of your dreams or whatever they're promising, right? I understand if you have a weight loss or fat loss goal or are trying to build muscle, you do want to be eating in either a calorie deficit at maintenance or in a surplus, which might take some nutritional changes. That's fine. But we are going to make those changes gradually and naturally. And this is a lot of what I teach through my training programs. Many people don't realize how much nutrition affects them physically, energetically, 
and emotionally until they start paying attention to it and diving into a diet that is restrictive or turns food into numbers on a screen or sets all of these restrictions on what time that you can eat or what exactly you can eat and what you can't eat. It's it's not actually going to allow you to recognize those effects and can potentially further disconnect you from your intuition around food and your body. So no diets, no more skipping breakfast, no more waiting until the middle of the day to realize you don't have any food and then ordering out, no more under eating one day and then overeating the next day, no more binge eating at night, none of that, okay? It all ends now. This is our spring reset, besties. We are resetting. This spring, we are focused on balancing and regulating our food intake and being mindful of how it makes us feel. I practice nutritional responsibility for myself and my clients, mainly through meal prepping. I know, I know, I know, I say this every fucking week, every single episode, but it is the only thing that works. I know, it seems like I'm repeating myself a million times, but you know what you don't want is a trainer or somebody who changes what they say every time just to make it seem sexier, okay? I'm going to be saying the same shit to you again and again and again until you get it because that's what works and like I when I was learning this I really needed somebody to say it to me a thousand times straight to my face and then maybe even one more time because I just didn't get it I didn't get it until I experienced it for myself and this is exactly what I want for you so just bear with me if I'm saying something again and again you know that that's the secret sauce that's the thing that's gonna work Now, when I say meal prepping, this doesn't mean portioning out your meals into boxes or weighing out your food. Unpopular opinion, but I still view portion control as a bit restrictive if you ask me. Helpful in some cases, yes. But what I mean by meal prepping is simply planning ahead and having your meals ready or at least the ingredients prepared for each day so that you are able to go throughout your day without figuring out what to eat. You have it. You know that it's going to fuel your body the right way. You know it's going to make you feel good and you know it's going to be relative to your goals. If you just have food ready to go, you're going to opt for that food. Like it just, it is what it is. You're going to be able to heat it up. It's going to be only a few minutes away versus hours and a grocery shopping trip away. It just makes things very, very easy. I'm someone who can eat the same thing every day. I have ADHD, And food consistency and hyperfixations feel amazing to me. Every Sunday, I will make large quantities of food to last me for lunch and dinner every day of the week. Because I really do enjoy that. What I don't enjoy is letting myself get so hungry and not having food around that is easily accessible. I don't work well with that. I don't even want to think about making a decision about what I'm going to eat during the day. I just need something to be ready. And then it is. And then I'm like, yes, you did it, bitch. Because I take those few hours out of every weekend to prepare my food for the week and make sure I have it. You don't have to eat the same thing every single day if you don't mind it. If you're okay with that, the only reason why you would eat the same thing every day is because it's easy and you actually enjoy it. A lot of people can do that. A lot of people cannot. If you're funky about leftovers, I totally understand. If you need that variety, I totally understand. You can still put in the effort and make as much as you can ahead of time or at least be planned and prepared with everything stocked up in your fridge so that you can make it as soon as you need it. Regulating your food intake is almost impossible to do without meal prepping. 
eating balanced, high-protein meals will not happen if you are not ready with food for most meals of the day. If you are waking up and you have no idea what you're going to eat that day, that is not being nutritionally responsible. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm being so mean when I say these things. But so many of you need to hear it. Anybody who asks me my advice in my comments or my DMs saying, I'm struggling so much with food and eating the right things, the one and only thing that I have to ask every time is, are you meal prepping or planning your meals ahead of time? And it is always a no. It's a weird way of self-sabotage because you get frustrated with your inconsistency around food and then you're frustrated with why you're not seeing results from your workouts. And then you're frustrated with your body. But then you still don't plan ahead with food. And you won't meal prep and you're not eating enough protein or balanced meals throughout the day, which is not creating a good environment for your body to do what she needs to do or to give you the results that you want. So it's just creating this perpetual cycle that just will not stop until you start planning ahead. So that is why we are going to be nutritionally responsible spring 2023, okay? We're not beating ourselves up for anything. We are going to meal prep every single week in whichever way suits you best for your food preferences. And we are going to prioritize our holy power nutrient protein, daddy protein is in the house. You don't always have to count protein, but maybe do a little bit of Googling and figure out how much you're actually consuming in a day. Again, you don't have to count it like consistently or anything like that. Just put it in your phone calculator. You don't need a calorie counter or anything like that. Once you start realizing how much protein you're having and how much you actually need and just start making small changes to increase that, it's going to change your fucking life your energy levels, your focus, your mood, your productivity, your workouts, your relationship with food and your body. You're not going to get strong cravings for lots of sugar. You're actually going to feel full throughout your entire day, which is going to help you stop binge eating and help you sleep. Everything. It is going to change your life. Nutritional responsibility is what we need. We don't need restriction. We don't need the yo-yo diets. We don't need any of that. And I promise you, if you get in the habit of meal prepping and eating enough protein consistently, you can get to any fitness goal easily, almost. I know people hate it when I say easily. (laughs) Developing these habits is not easy, but once they are developed, putting yourself in a slight calorie deficit is going to feel like nothing. Putting yourself in a slight calorie surplus is going to feel like nothing. It's not going to be hard work because you've already put in that hard work towards developing the habits. And because you're focused on how you feel and what to have and how to supplement those nutrients with the the types of highs and lows that you're getting throughout the day, it's going to be so straightforward and it's going to feel good. Also, because you're not going to be stressed about it. You are fueling yourself enough so you can make decisions much more rationally versus feeling like you're out of control or anything like that. Nutritional responsibility, 2023, baby. Okay, third, we are gonna get the fuck outside, besties, whether it is a daily walk or you go sit outside in a park every weekend, you can tan by the pool if you have one of those, go on a bike ride. We are getting connected with nature. And if you live in a city with minimal nature, you're going to get connected with street nature, okay? That's what I call it, street nature. Street nature is observing other humans, their style, their movements, their mannerisms, 
the flowers on people's windowsills, the trees that are planted on the sidewalks. Practice mindfulness outside and appreciating all of the things around you. I know, what does this have to do with fitness, Liz? Like, this isn't fucking mindfulness podcast. It is. It matters. It all adds up and feeds into each other. We spend an insane amount of time behind a screen. Our phones, our computers, our TVs, we are constantly trying to disconnect in the same place that we work, that we socialize, and how we build up everything. Like Everything revolves around a screen these days. We need to start being outside more. We need to really reconnect with nature or street nature, whatever you got. You can go on a walk as a way of getting some cardio in and being outside. It doesn't have to be even fitness related at all. I'm challenging you to find a state of calmness and meditation in being outside and being with mother nature or street nature. Obviously, there's not as much calmness in street nature because like, you know, you got to like check around, like see who's following you. You know what I mean? But like, it's one of those things that, feels so annoying to do in the moment but once you do or like once you get back into your regular space it really is just like it's like a relief it's like you've been stimulated you've been inspired by something you've you were able to find some sort of beauty in the day that is outside of all the other shit that you do on a day-to-day basis throw on a baseball hat some gold hoops an oversized jacket or hoodie get some headphones and go Scrolling through all of the hottest, fittest girls that have ever existed in the world on your For You page every single day is not helping you. It's not. You want it to feel like you're motivating yourself. You want it to be a form of manifestation, but it's just not. It can't be. We are getting outside. We are experiencing real world shit. Look at the squirrels or a rat eating garbage. Go to Home Goods, touch all the blankets, pick a flower off a tree, lay down in the park, journal, meditate, practice finding beauty in everything. I know Home Goods does not qualify as nature, but you know what I mean. Just get some sort of outside stimulation where you are just appreciating things in the moment and taking in that kind of stimulus. And the more that you practice finding beauty in real things by getting outside and experiencing those things, you will be able to find more beauty in yourself and the things around you. Thing on our list, we are going to journal. If you do already, great. But if you don't, we are starting right now. Journaling is life-changing. I was so resistant to it for the first 28 years of my life. I only started doing it because I was down so bad that I had to change. I like desperately had to change what was going on in my mind in order to get it out. And what you might not realize is that our perception of everything else dictates how we feel about ourselves and situations. Struggling with your fitness journey can lead to so many negative feelings and frustrations within ourselves and you gotta get them out besties. Put them on paper. And do you want to know the best way to start journaling? At least what worked for me. This is how you know I'm about to say some unhinged stuff, but think outside the box. This is why I'm good at what I do because I always find a way. I always think outside the box 
and try to find solutions to things to get myself to do things because it's not going to be in a normal way. It has never worked that way and it probably never will. So thinking outside the box when it comes to journaling, you don't have to start by writing things that you like about yourself or what you're grateful for. I mean, you can, but that's not the problem, right? Doing that feels very wholesome and boring to my brain. I need spice. I need passion. I need tea. So when I started journaling, I started journaling by talking shit. Yes, talk shit. I am encouraging you to talk shit about your boyfriend, talk shit about your old high school bully, talk shit about your boss, talk shit about that guy that cut you off on the freeway the other day, talk shit about your ex, start talking shit. I know it seems very negative, but if you are somebody who gets stuck with negativity in your head and that keeps circulating for you, that is going to come to you way easier than you trying to talk about the good things, right? Your brain is going to fucking love it. And you will start using journaling as a way to de-stress in that way. Whenever you're annoyed at somebody or other people or your husband didn't take out the trash, talk shit about it. Even, now bear with me, talk shit about yourself. Please hear me out. When I'm in my head about things, I have obsessive thinking patterns and ruminating thoughts. A lot of them are about myself. When I'm in my head about things, maybe it's about my confidence or my appearance or my success, even though those things are like, I know we're good, right? We're good, okay? But that my brain doesn't think that. Maybe I'm annoyed at my progress in the gym. That still happens, even though I'm a trainer. Shit takes a long time. Sometimes I get fussy about it and I'm like, what the fuck? But those negative thoughts don't just disappear. They will stay in your head and they will build and they will grow and they will manifest. And I know that a lot of people say, don't buy into the bad things that you're saying about yourself because your brain doesn't know the difference. So the more things that you think and feel about yourself or just say to yourself in your head or out loud to your friends, if you're venting, like your brain doesn't know the difference to yourself. So your brain is like, oh, you're unconfident. Okay, well, we're going to be unconfident. So I understand the dilemma with starting to talk shit about yourself (laughs) and actually putting it down on paper because it seems like you're feeding into that negative outlook, right? But I don't think that we can get rid of negativity by not addressing it. So journal it. Talk shit about yourself. Your brain is going to do it either way. You can't just automatically replace it with all these positive, amazing things about yourself. Yes, you can write down three amazing things that you like about yourself every single day. But when it comes to journaling, and if you're somebody who's kind of a negative thinker, you have obsessive thoughts like I do... Just start getting it out, leaving it on the page. That way you don't have to burden anybody else around you or your partner, your friends or family who are going to sit there and listen to you and say things to help you feel better about yourself. But ultimately, it's not going to help because their perception of you is not your own perception of you. 
So it's more about diving into your own thoughts and feelings about yourself and getting it out so that it's not just ruminating in your head and cycling in your head over and over again whenever you either step on the scale or you see a picture of yourself or anything like that. No one else thinks that way about you. What you're doing is battling your own negative self-beliefs. And what ends up happening is as you keep writing, as you keep talking shit and you start getting all this shit out on paper, eventually you're going to run out of things to say. Maybe you'll get a little emotionally tired. Maybe you'll have a good cry. But it's no longer in your brain. All of your thoughts and feelings compound over time. And you have to let it out. Or that dark cloud of things will hover over you every day until you do. And journaling is what really helps me get over these things because I will also get this insane anxiety about it too. And I just have to like, I have to get it out somehow. So I write all of these things, maybe they're negative, maybe they're positive, all of these things that I'm thinking about myself or what's going to happen or what's my life going to lead to or what people are going to think about me. Like I just write it down. And it's so freeing too, because eventually I got into the habit of using those thoughts and feelings and getting it out. And I started almost contradicting myself as I kept writing because it was all out. And then I was thinking more clearly because I was able to vent. (laughs) I was able to vent. I was able to get it out. And then in reality, I started turning it around and I actually started saying more positive things about myself towards the end. So the idea is to get it out. It's to detach from our negative thoughts and feelings about ourselves, our bodies, our emotions, or the other shit in life that just fucking does your head in. It's just getting it out. And that is how I started journaling. And now I have this whole process where... (laughs) If I'm stressed, I just take out my journal and I just fucking go for it. I'm like writing, furiously writing, just getting things out because it's a much better coping mechanism because if it stays in my head, it's going to turn into something way worse than it actually is. Once you put it on paper, you can really see it for what it is, which is literally just a thought, just a feeling, just an emotion, maybe brought on by XYZ happening before. I'm feeling like this because of this. I think of myself this way actually because my friend was doing this and like whatever. I actually feel this way about myself because this happened to me or I hate wearing jeans because my dad said something to me when I was seven. Like you start problem solving automatically and what happens is over time you start problem solving, problem solving, problem solving and the next time those thoughts and feelings come up, You're able to shut them down way easier and then we can start filling it in with positive things. You can still continue to do positive things. So what I would do is if I'm pissed off or something's bothering me or I'm having a really bad negative emotional day, I'm writing everything in my mind out and what I do is I try to turn it around towards the end, okay? So you're getting it out. Start talking shit. Start talking shit, besties. That's like my best advice for journaling. I know it's a little unhinged. I promise it worked for me. And I have journaled quite consistently since doing that. I use it as a really helpful coping mechanism for when I'm frustrated about things. And like, I'm not trying to complain to my boyfriend every time. I'm like, oh, like I don't like this about me. I don't like this about, like it gets so annoying to me. Whereas like, yes, your partners, your friends, like whoever are there to help and listen to you, like, He's done that 
countless times, but when it starts being about the same shit, that's when you know that you need to change. Nothing changes if nothing changes. So we are going to journal. We are journaling for the next three months. Set a goal for three times a week or once every day or even once a week. Whatever is manageable for you. Every Sunday I journal. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I have to journal for 10 minutes in the morning. That's it. Get a nice new journal and go do it. Last thing we are going to do as a part of our spring reset is actually practicing affirmations and gratitude. I know it's kind of a segue from journaling, but you can do this as a part of your journaling. But I actually do this separately in my head sometimes when I'm out on a walk or when I'm having a moment of peace, maybe taking in my street nature. You know what I mean? You're going to follow this code. And this is one of the ways that you can use journaling to sort of turn it around in the end. And then you can just start following this code. It just kind of lays it out. It's a bit easier for you. I call it magic. M is for manifestation. A is for affirmation. G is for gratitude. I is for intention. And C is for coffee, okay? I want you to try to do this in the morning if you can. If you don't drink coffee, the C can stand for caffeine or calmness or creativity or cardio, whatever you want. Anything that starts with a C, you do you if you don't like coffee, okay? Coffee is my ultimate treat and I habit stack this code with drinking coffee every morning so that, because I know I'm going to drink coffee in the morning. I'm, I'm gonna drink it. So I make sure that I do my magic every morning as well. So I'm going to explain it a little bit more. Manifestations are going to be anything and everything that you want. But give it an image. If you want a lot of money, what does that look like to you? Is it enough money to buy a house? Is it a good job that's generating lots of money? Is it lots of purses or clothes in abundance? Is it lots of free time? In fitness, what do you want your routine to look like? What do you want your body to look and feel like? Visualize it as you and what you do every day. Visualize that. How you act in that body. How does somebody with the body that you want, how are they going to act? What is their daily routine like? Manifest whatever you want, but I want you to really create an image of exactly what that means and what that looks like to you. Okay, manifestation can be really powerful. Like if you're religious or anything like that, you can use prayer or anything like that. A lot of hope and belief does come down to some form of energy into putting into things that you do want and things that you want to be clear about achieving in your life. A for affirmations would be, I am the smartest, most intelligent person I know. I am funny, I am beautiful, I am strong, I am powerful, there is nothing I can't do. Everything I want comes to me in good time and when I am ready. And even if you don't feel those things about yourself, you're going to say it, right? We have journaling to get out all the shit that's in our brain. This is about creating things that we want and that we want to believe. It was very hard for me to get into this mindset because I'm like, no, I'm just being realistic. I'm just I'm just super realistic about things and like I can't say something that's not true. Who says those things aren't true? You do. And the more you say those things about yourself, the more you are going to believe that you are somebody that is capable of getting those things even if you don't have them yet. G for gratitude. I am grateful for my body. I am grateful for my routine. 
I'm grateful for the people around me. I'm grateful for this podcast. I am grateful for how far I have come mentally and physically. Even if you are not in a place that you are confident in, you can still find gratitude within that. And the more you do that, the more you are going to be able to push yourself forward with positivity versus anything else. Okay? I for intention. So you're going to set your intention for that day. I will do everything I set out to do today with the most light, love, energy I can give. I will let go of trying to control things that I am not in control of, and I will focus on my power as an individual. It can be so many different things, but you want to set an intention for your day so that you can stay organized instead of just waking up, checking your emails, like doing all these things, all that. That's going throughout your day unintentionally. So the more things that you do with intention, the more that that habit's going to build, it's going to be easier for you to stay consistent with your fitness, with your routine, with feeling good, with all of these things, okay? That's what these next three months are about. And then coffee, bestie, get a coffee, go to Starbucks, whatever you want to do to start your day and slay so hard that slay loses all meaning. Whatever the C stands for you, have it be some sort of treat or some sort of reward at the end of doing that, right? I use coffee. You can use whatever you want, but that is going to help solidify all of these habits. So these things I really want you to focus on doing over the next three months, despite if you are stressed about feeling confident or comfortable in your body or anything like that, regardless, do not deviate from this plan. Okay. If you have to re-listen to this a hundred times, do it. The only rule is that you do not quit. If you skip a week, that doesn't mean that you quit. It means that you pick it back up as soon as you can and keep going. If you get sick, you didn't fail. You're not quitting. You get right back to it as soon as you feel better. Remember, this is not about getting visual results. It is about practicing the habits and mentalities and things that are going to change your mind and change things about your fitness journey and your life so that you are not stopping no matter what. You're not going to stop if you gain a little weight, if you lose weight, nothing. You're not going to stop doing this because this is the stuff that builds into something greater and something that can actually be manageable and sustainable and you can actually start enjoying fitness and your body and everything else. It is 100% mental, 100%. All right, besties, that's it for today. I want you to get a piece of paper and sign your name at the top and label it Spring Reset and do these things as much as possible for the next three months and I really hope that this changes your life in some way. So I love you so much. Thank you for listening. And I will talk to you all next time. Bye.